Yes, people, it's episode 259 of Griff's Brain Dub, and it's me, Griff, obviously. Wait, is it actually episode 259? Have I misread that? No, it is. Only reason I'm confused that it's episode 259 is because the, the app that I use to record, um, obviously, when you don't name the recording, it gives you a generic recording name, and that recording is recording 259. So that would be weird if I only used the app to record uh, the podcast, because uh, I use it to record all other things, you know, like my my performances on stage and all that, and it's my recording 259, um, it's a generic name, so that's what I got confused there, and there's that little bit of information that you probably didn't need, probably, but um, that's what this pod is, isn't it, it's just a kind of continuous stream of consciousness, and subconscious and unconscious, I mean it's not continuous, a stream of unconsciousness because that would just be me being passed out and silent. But anyway, how are you doing? How are you doing? Are you well? How's your week been? Um, how's your week been? Have you had a week like Molly May? Have you had a week like Prince Andrew? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess Molly May was more last week, right? But still, 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 still getting, uh, still getting the heat. From it, she's feeling the heat because she's become a multi-millionaire because she signed a new deal with someone um, after a 24-hour comment, and then, uh, and then you know, then they're saying, oh, her, the company she works for, they're employing someone for only 17k a year. And it's like, what do you mean only 17k a year? What do you earn? Like, I think people forget, like, because they earn a certain amount, that there are jobs up and down this country that simply don't pay as much as they, theirs. Everyone thinks they're at the bottom. That's what it is. So if you're from a working class background, so you could be from working class background, end up in a job that's like 50k a year, and you're like, yeah, but because of like your position within that company, uh, maybe some of your friends and your peers are earning more, your position in the company, so maybe a kind of a junior role, you're like, well, don't get paid that much. It's not that much. Like, I'm not rich. Because you've got your working class sensibilities and stuff, you know. People hold on to it. They're from working class backgrounds, all now own, owning free houses and stuff. Going on the holiday four times a year. It's like, yeah, but I struggle. I'm from, from the struggle. That shut up, man. So yeah, if you get out of London, get out into the provincial counties. There is people doing a full day's work for fifteen thousand pounds. A year. Let me not put a number on it. Let me just say this. They're doing a full day's work. A full year's work, I should say. For salaries that you'd be like, what, me? No. Or in your head, you won't want to say it, but you'll probably even have jobs that you think, well, they deserve to get paid that little. And this job that they've advertised trying to drag Molly May for, it's actually 17 to 25k. You're a digital content creator uh, based in Manchester, working from home. Like, what, what's wrong with that salary? It was obviously, do what? Here's the thing with salaries anyway. It's market rate. There's a market rate for your job. Even me with a qualification for my job, there's market rates for. Well, I'm now, actually, I'm now long enough in my career, in my day job, that. I don't really have market rates now. It's a thing of, it's, it, you, you find your job and it's your individual kind of luck and resume that gets you 
the salary that you get. But when I started, you know, I was qualifying. Um, you know, if you're a part qualified accountant, there's a salary for that. If you're a newly qualified accountant, there's basically a salary for that. Doesn't matter what job you're doing. You're just if your qualification is newly qualified accountant, then it's after you've been qualified for a certain amount of time. It's now actually this is all about your work experience. Like the being a qualified accountant is just a footnote a prerequisite to say, okay, yeah, this needs to be qualified. Moving on. Yeah. So I don't. Know, it's just funny, man. I didn't really talk about the Molly May thing last week about the same twenty four hours in, in the day. Um, it's just one of those things, isn't it? Where it's it's just the internet, right? Like you can take someone's comment in best faith or worst faith and you're going to get more clicks and shares if you take something in worst faith. If someone says you've got the same 24 hours and you, know, you can just achieve. Yeah. How many millionaires and billionaires have you heard say that before? We just didn't care. Because you can take it in the best faith. But saying you've got the same 24 hours doesn't mean you'll become a millionaire as well. People say, well, what about people who in this situation, that situation? It's like no one's saying that they're going to become millionaires. What that saying means, you've got the same 24 hours, is this. You can make the best of your situation. Or you can make the worst of your situation. Just sit there and wallow and whatever. Because as for every person who's, you know, a single parent with three kids and uh, they've got health issues and... The, you know what I mean just like, it's just madness going on an abusive ex uh, a fam- no family support for every you know I guess the majority of people in that situation their life ain't going to be you know plain sailing but there will be one or two people from that situation just gone nah I'm, I'm going to work two jobs and I'm going to start my business and get qualified to this and invest in that and then four years later they're like I was a single parent on a council estate now I own a 20 million pound you know what I mean there's always a one exception to the rule right and you can take that as a thing of well they got lucky which they did well that's their story or you can draw inspiration from it and be like oh, I might not be able to get that but what, what things did they do to make their life better and usually what does tend to happen is we're not willing to do everything to make our lives better. And that's, I'm not looking down on people. That's me in my current life now. There's things that you do to make yourself richer, wealthier. You're like, I'm not really willing to sacrifice X for Y. X might be time with your family, time on your own. Um, time traveling to do whatever the job is. You know what I mean? So there's some truth to you got seven twelve four hours now. Obviously, when you're a, you know, whether she's your type or not, but you're a pretty blonde white girl who's from I'm not sure if she's from money, but she's definitely not poor. She's not from poverty. It's jarring when you say it, right? It's jarring when you say it. Like if if it was a rapper. You see what I mean? It's like, yeah, you just got the same 24 hours. So I just hustled. People like, do what? I'm getting that on my t shirt. That They'll be quoted that bar, getting it tattooed on their arm. Well, because it's Molly Bay, everyone's like, mm-mm. Who's she? Who's she? White privilege. <laughs> so, yeah, man. It's mad. Um, but hey, talk about someone being stripped of their privileges. Hey, Prince Andrew. God damn, the grand old Duke of York. He had 10,000 men. 
marched them way to the to the top of the hill. And he marched them down again. And when they were up, they were up. And when they were down, they were down. And when they were only halfway up, he went to an island and banged some kids, allegedly. Listen. So. <laughs> no. Here's the thing, right? Um, it's mad. So he's been stripped of all his titles, of his, well, his military titles and the use of HRH, his Royal Highness. He's not allowed to use that. He's still the Duke of York, um, but he has to defend himself as a private citizen. Private citizen. So, yeah, he, you're, not, you're not the prince on the stand, um, which is mad. I don't know, what, what, what name would it be on the papers as then? Would be Andrew Mountbatten Windsor, will it? Or because I think it's weird. I think he is his name is literally just he doesn't have a surname. So even if he's a private citizen, he still doesn't have a surname. He still will be listed there as Prince Andrew, Duke of York. But that's to be his name, which is mad. But um, yeah, it's looking sticky for him. Apparently, Prince William and Prince Charles has X'd him out. I mean, listen. If there's if there's been any need for a new season of of a TV show, this is it. We need the crowd. We need the crowd like now. now I know the crowds in the past, and it's you know it's kind of fictional or whatever. But now I want to see the crown now. I want to see the Meghan, Harry versus Will and Kate. I want them to dramatize that up. And I need to see this Prince Andrew madness. This next season of the crown, crazy. <laughs> Because where did it end? It ended with basically Prince Philip giving a kind of I'm going to kill you in the tunnel, I'm not going to kill you in the tunnel, Diana. It kind of ended on that cliffhanger. And that's 97. 96, 97. Yeah, so I mean, I guess some stuff's happened in the royal family between now and then. So maybe, yeah, maybe another season in between and then just, yeah, just catch that all up. Maybe they can just do the new season, have just flashbacks to cover between 97 and, you know, 2010, 2011, when the Prince, because they got to be doing, they got to do it really when Prince William meets Kate, right? That's, that's where it's got to be from then. They can just do flashbacks to fill up that space because no one really cares about it. That was dead space for the royal family. And yeah, that's what they need to do, man. But yeah, but the, the, but the Prince Andrew, I, I, I was shocked, I was shocked. I've, I've generally thought it was going to be one of those ones that he's going to just get away with not having to face justice. And then when they when they saw there was no other option, that's when you know the Prince, that's when you know the royal family, they're, they're, they're flipping mafia, man, they're a gang. They're a gang, the institution. What did, what did, what did Harry and Meghan keep on calling? And they said it's not the firm. They said it's not the actual family, it's the firm. It's, it's the machine around the family. That's the problem. And you know that that machine was just like, listen, mom, um, we've reviewed the papers for the Duke of York, Prince Andrew. They won't say your son because that's how they roll. It's like, no, we don't want any, we don't want any of this flipping emotion to get involved here. We, we reviewed the papers for Prince Andrew, the Duke of York, and we've realised that legally this is unfightable and his position within the family is untenable 
therefore we recommend that you strip him of his military titles and she would be like she would have a tiny little pang of motherhood like oh no my son but then she would just boss up and be like yes bring in William bring in the, the heirs bring in Charles bring in William and that would be the heirs going X this brother out <laughs> You mean, you lucky Prince Philip ain't about Prince. You mean Andrew's tires, Andrew's wheels just come clean off that car. <laughs> oh, don't care about this. It's all about the institution. But that's how you gotta be in it. If you really do value an institution, you value the family, whatever. You ain't about holding on to everyone, holding on to everyone who's in the family. It's about no, 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 no. The family is above everything, which means if we need to boot you out, we will boot you out. But it's mad, though. That is bad. Hey, what you gonna do? And I think as well, they're also gonna redistribute those titles to people, which means that even if Andrew proves himself to be not guilty and gets off, he, he can't come back and be like, okay, now am I back as being the leader of this and... No, no, you, you, those titles are gone now. Your cousin's got that one. Your brother's got that one. Your nephew's got that one. So, oh, shit then. And so I'm just trying to imagine the conversation between Prince, because apparently the Queen delivered it to Prince Andrew in a 90-minute conversation. I imagine just saying, Andrew, we have to strip you of your titles, and your military titles, and you're no longer... And he's, and he's like, what? My military titles, like, but I actually served in the military. I know, Andrew, but it's been decided and it's above me now. And it's just like, what, what's that above you? Like, but you're, you're literally the queen. He said, like, yes, but, well, anyway, that's not it, Andrew. Uh, you'll also have to defend yourself as a private citizen, which means you'll get no money from us, the royal family. So, what? Oh, and also, you will no longer be able to call yourself His Royal Highness. And he's like, but mom! <laughs> oh, man. I mean, just for the drama. I mean, he, justice aside, because there might be some flipping slam dunk evidence that comes out that means Andrew couldn't possibly have done it. Who knows? I mean, it might have been some weird British guy who's just like, you know, I'm a, a prince. Uh, what? You're a prince? What kind of prince are you? And he's like, I'm, I, I'm Prince um, Andrew. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, Prince Andrew. And she's like, oh, that's so cool. Like, I don't know. That could happen. He may really have been in Pizza Express every time he was meant to have been with these underage girls. Who knows? But even if that was the case, I'd want him to be found guilty. <laughs> But, but I think he's actually guilty, right, from the evidence that's been circulating around. And I just want the drama of him being found guilty. That's it. I just want the drama. It's just no good for him, isn't it? Because it's not a criminal case. So, um, but I'm not sure what happens if you're found guilty. You just get sued, isn't it, if it's a civil case. So he has to pay money if he's found guilty. If he's not found guilty, imagine that, even if it's not criminal. Then you can have an out of court settle. He can settle before it gets to that. He doesn't have to do the depositions. Like, <sighs> bro, 
Bro, bro, bro. It's just like sad times here, but like very avoidable, eh? Very, very avoidable. Um, and what else we got as well? Djokovic, Novak Djokovic has uh, he's been he's had his visa stripped again, he's now been deported and he's respected the decision. Here's the thing. They, they keep on showing like surveys. Seventy-one percent of Australians, you know, want him to be deported. Of course they do, because probably seventy-one percent of Australians have been vaccinated. Seventy-one um, percent of Australians have had family members who are returning to Australia couldn't get in because of vaccine laws. Who had family or friends from overseas who can't get in because of vaccine laws. So they're like, no, 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 no. If this guy gets in, no, no one else can. But here's the thing about the laws. The laws are there, and the exemptions are there. And, you know, he was meant to have COVID when recently that gives him an exemption. But I don't know. It's a mix of both, right? You know, like, it's again, it's one of those kind of bad faith things. It's, you know, the first judge treated him very unfairly. But then you find out that he lied as well. And maybe it's just two wrongs. Um, both sides have been wrong. And I guess the best thing to do is basically just not let someone in the country. It's mad though, right? But I just saw on the reputable um, Instagram page of the Shade Borough. They were discussing how Nike are sacking um, all of their un- unvaccinated employees. Now... I'm not sure that would be like a change in contract to do that. Do you know what? It's probably a clause in everyone's contract somewhere about, you know, actually not everyone's, but the clause is probably something like if you know, if you're not, um, if you act in a way that kind of jeopardizes the safety of other employees. Um, I know some contracts have stuff like you need to be, uh, like basically up to date with all kind of medical things as per legal requirements in the country you work. You know what I mean? Um, so there's all that kind of stuff but then your medical records are private so how would anyone know because you wouldn't need to it'd be illegal in this country definitely to ask an employee to prove their vaccine status so the same way that I could say I'm vaccinated I wouldn't have to prove I'm vaccinated if I say I was unvaccinated I could just go I'm vaccinated now there's no there's I don't have to prove it I'll just tell you I don't know, man. I don't know. Okay, right. Let's, um, I don't think there's anything else that I've seen in the news to discuss. Um, I always said that my week's been actually, have I? My week's been cool. Uh, week I was at, um, week I was at the stand up club on Friday and Saturday. Uh, that was off the back of me being in the British Queen of the Year. Um, semi-final, same people who run the competition, run the stand-up club, and someone vouched for me in the heats and said, yeah, get this guy on. I went on this Friday and Saturday. Um, Did well. Did well. Smashed it, really, if I'm going to be honest. (laughs) Um, You've got to know know when you bomb, you've got to know when you crush, and I've been crushed it, especially on the Saturday. Um, Then... What else did I do this weekend? That was it. Had had a cousin and his fiance round um, as well, which was nice. Um, what else did I do this week? Nothing else this week though. In the week, no. 
I mean, I could bitch about Arsenal being pussies and cancelling the game for not having enough players. Fucking pussies. <laughs> I mean, this, I shouldn't be talking about Tottenham and Arsenal. Or not talking about it, but bloody Arsenal being pussies and cancelling the game. Weak. Absolutely weak. Um, right. Let's see, what's this? What's, what are people talking about? Is this TV license? Oh, okay, someone says 43p a day to get all this good stuff. I don't care. Uh... Oh, wait, what did. Let's see, was it Nigeria defeat Egypt? Break record in. A heavyweight AFCON group stage. Well, Super Eagles, Nigeria emerged victorious in their opening uh, AFCON group stage game against the Pharaohs of Egypt. According to Punch News, Nigeria's win marked Egypt's first defeat in AFCON group levels since losing 2 1 to Algeria in 2004. One Super Eagles. That's obviously the team I'm backing. Um, definitely backing the Super Eagles. I'd back. Um, I'll back Sierra Leone if they're in there. I don't even know if they're in there. I haven't followed AFCON at all. Um, is that because I'm some kind of subconscious racist? Hey, you followed the Euros, wouldn't you, Darren? Um, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? No, I don't know. It's, it's, like, it's all competitions. I don't really care about group stage. Let, let's get to the knockout. Just get the get the trash teams out, and then they'll start watching it. All right, that's what it's about. Um, right, I just clocked. I've got um, a DM. Oh dear, did not even see that message from from Stav. I am so sorry. When was that? Yesterday. I wouldn't have been able to do it anyway. But sorry, Stav. I literally just saw the DM now. I don't know what it is about DMs on Twitter. I don't. I never see them on time. If I if I see a message on t- the DM on Twitter on time, it's fluke. Um, but right, I'll reply to that just so he doesn't think I'm being stush. Anyway, let's get into dear Deirdre because I'm just waffling, I'm waffling like like Anthony Joshua. Um, now I've just typed waffle into into Google. Uh, right. Jesus. Dear Deirdre, I had drugs and sex with my best friend's husband and I feel sick and the guilt is killing me. Yeah. De- I'm not sure what the dilemma is there. Dear Deirdre, my best friend has been there for me through thick and thin and repaired, and I've repaid her loyalty by having drunken sex with her husband. I can't believe I was so stupid and I've felt awful ever since. I've, I left my partner 10, ten years, 10 years, five months ago. Okay. You're clearly... um. Not over that. I mean, around 10 years ago, most people would say you knew exactly. I mean, like, I'm totally over him. But, you know, 10 years, five months, six days, four hours and 13 minutes ago, we split up. And following years of emotional abuse and controlling behaviour, I couldn't have done it without my friend's constant support. She always makes time for me. And is so thoughtful, which makes what I have done even worse. I'm a 37-year-old female. You're actually a 37-year-old woman, but whatever. Um, oh, jeez. 
just clicked an advert accidentally. Yeah, 37 year old female woman, a mansplaining how to talk to a woman. I'm pretty proud of it. Um, the couple of weekends ago, uh, we were all at my best friend's home celebrating another friend's engagement. You did it at the house, at the party. I don't know when this happens. Um, it was a big night, and after hours of drinking, everyone either left or went to bed, and I was left alone with my mate's husband. My friend is 37, her husband's 38. We began clearing away the empty glasses and tidying up, and then he suddenly put his hand, and put his arm around my waist and pulled me towards him. I could feel his warm, warm breath against me. I looked up and, ki- and he kissed me. I was shocked, but also loved it, trying to do the right thing. I stepped back and got my coat, saying I had to go. He instead he insisted on walking me home. And as soon as I got the key in the door, we were all over one another. I grabbed him by the hand and led him upstairs. We had sex in my bed. It was amazing to feel so desired again. He left straight afterwards and I fell asleep. Waking up was sickening as I remembered what we had done. I can't eat, I feel sick and the guilt is killing me. Um, now I'm terrified my friend will find out you better hope that is guilt or not bloody morning sickness she... I've since spoken to her husband um, we agreed it was a mistake and that we wouldn't tell anyone but I'm terrified he may let it slip trust me he will not be letting that slip I hate myself and I can't concentrate on my work or anything yeah, the, uh, you're going to let it slip because you're about to explode and self-destruct in guilt Everything that woman does for you that's nice will make you feel dreadful. So what you'll probably do to protect yourself psychologically if you do decide not to tell her is to start focusing on the things that make her a bit of a bitch. But guess what? She's not going to be a bitch. She's going to be nice and nice. And even when you think she's being a bitch, she's going to be so nice about it and be like, oh my God, I feel like um, you're being a bit off at me. Have I done something to hurt you? And you'll be like, oh my God, she's done nothing to hurt me. I just banged her husband. And um, yeah, so your options are to not feel guilty and tell her, but then lose your friend or to keep your friend and probably have some kind of mental health or some psychosomatic uh, or some, uh, you know, kind of physiological side effect. Like, you, you may end up getting, like, a stomach ulcer from the guilt <laughs> you're having to hold in. So, yeah, those are your options. Those are your options. Um, you got to find some way of psychologically justifying banging your really good friend's husband. I don't know. Just maybe think of something. Maybe she did you dirty when you were like primary school kids and just remember that. Yeah. That she stole James Thompson off you in year seven. And guess what? This was just payback. Now we're even. No problems. <laughs> uh, dear. Right. Is uh, it two more? Uh, barking mad my sister's husband has cut me out after a row over my puppy and now we haven't spoken for a year uh dear dear we after a row over a puppy my sister's husband blanked me and has blocked me on facebook okay what in the white people is this i got a puppy in christmas 2020 uh, with my partner my sister and her husband were over and all was well until the puppy started chewing at a bauble on the Christmas tree. Can't see an issue here. It's a puppy. It's what happened. The puppy looked startled when my brother-in-law started shouting and waving his hands. And I said, stop it. You're only encouraging him. Um, he looked upset, so I apologised for snapping. What was he upset about? 
but they both left in the half. He's always been controlling. Oh, okay, there you go. She probably, yeah, your, your sister probably took an absolute beating or berated from this guy because of uh, your behaviour. I say that in air quotes. I've realised you can't really hear that on <laughs> on the pod. I'm basically saying it's not your fault. Anyway, next day, my sister rang me saying I'd hurt his feelings. Now he says I accused him of hitting the puppy, which I didn't do. Now people's emotions will remix facts. Seriously. A lot of people won't even realise that's what their emotions have done. Is that you said this. Is that no, that's how you felt when I said it. So that's why you're thinking that I said something like that, but I didn't. Uh, things have gone from bad to worse. My sister has become spiteful. I've not spoken to her for more than a year. It's such a trivial thing, but she says things have gone too far and I'm to blame. Um, oh, it's a tough one because it's like ego, isn't it? Your ego says, I'm not apologising because I generally haven't done anything wrong. But then you could just apologise. Um, but do what? Here's the problem when you apologise for something that... Uh, that you don't actually believe you even did is if you end up being asked why or they start explaining and doubling down on why you needed to apologise there's a part of you that starts going oh, no, fuck off man I'm not, I'm not even sorry I was just saying it just to get us back right but I didn't do anything wrong <laughs> and they just makes it ten times worse so um, yeah I don't know sometimes you have to like almost take a step out of the argument and almost pretend like you're the mediator of the argument. Like, so why are you mad at me? What do you think I said? And how does that make you feel? What if I told you I didn't say that? How would you feel then? <laughs> yeah, I mean, anyway. Uh, no, one more, one more, one more. Right. Wait, wait a minute. All right. Uh, wait, two more because I just saw one. Anyway, great expectation. I started, it started with my parents. Now everyone seems to expect too much of me. Dear dude, ever since I was a child, I've been treated differently by teachers, colleagues, and even my parents as if I'm held to a higher standard. Uh, teachers came down on me like a ton of bricks if I stepped out of line, though I was generally a good kid. Uh, my parents never put the same academic pressure on my younger brother as they did with me. His failures and bad behaviour were tolerated, but if I didn't do well, I would never hear the end of it. I'm a 42-year-old single man. There have been other instances throughout the years which has left me feeling disrespected and unappreciated. Continue. My achievements are ignored, and I don't know how to deal with these feelings. Uh, see, that's hard, because I've felt like that kind of pressure. People expect more from me, but also when I do achieve, I also feel like I'm really celebrated by people. So... I don't know what to do, man. Like, maybe you just have to just be continuously mediocre. Just be continuously mediocre. And uh, the people's expectations will drop. So you just keep on disappointing. All right, this is the last one. This is one that caught my eye. Dear Didri, I got left out of my wife's threesome. Brilliant. Now I worry what else she has done behind my back. Now I want to know, were you left out in the sense of you arranged to meet on, to do it on a Saturday, and then you get there Saturday, no one's there. She's like, oh, did I say Saturday? I meant Friday. And he's like, what? Friday? Yeah, the three of us met on Friday. So you mean the three of you? If I wasn't there, that means there should have been two of you. Yeah, well, when you didn't turn up, we just assumed you weren't covered, so we just invited someone else. It's like, uh, 
Wait, where? You've got my number, Susan. Why didn't you just... I mean, we're married. It's like, yes, listen, Greg, I just didn't know whether you was coming or not. It's okay. And we arranged it and it would just be rude. It felt awkward if we didn't go through with it. So I just, I had to think on the spot. Okay. And because of you and your lack of organization, you have jeopardized this marriage. You're sleeping on the sofa, Greg. He's like, what? Anyway, it is. My wife had sex with two of her exes at the same time with my permission. Okay. I'm furious because she had a repeat session without me. Two of her exes. Who are these exes, though? We were just like, I was a guy before you. I was a guy after you. <laughs> but we're going to be here at the same time. She has always been very supportive of my kinks and has invited her female friends into Albert for a threesome. You see that? Listen, guys, when your woman goes, you can have a threesome. Let them know. They're, read the small print. There are terms on conditions attached to that threesome. You have that threesome, you enjoy life. But when she when she brings it up five years later, going well, remember I brought the nose over for a threesome, and you didn't type those terms conditions to say, look, if you give me this threesome, I am never giving you one, never. Just know that never. Don't just get all excited. Like, yes, finally get to have sex with her best friend. No, 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 no. Teas and seeds. So when she shared her fantasy, that's that she wanted to have sex with two different men while I watched, I agreed. I'm 45, she's 43, this is my second marriage. We arranged for two, uh, for two, oh, sorry, for her two exes to come over. I bet, um, these, these aren't exes, it's just links, right? She used to, because no one who's like a proper ex. Like, you think if, if I was single, any of my ex-girlfriends could call me and be like, look, Darren. Long time we speak, but um, remember my boyfriend before you? I'm like, yeah, well, um, I need you and him to come over and smash. What aren't you married? Yeah, he's gonna be there and watching. And do what? Wrong number. <laughs> um, so, I'm, so yeah, we arranged for her two exes to come over. I didn't mind as they they had been more things the proper relationships and and we all had a great time okay my wife got to experience her dream and she was really happy with the way things turned out as was i it wasn't my fantasy but i enjoyed being able to give her what she wanted that night one of her exes slept in our bed with my wife wedged in the middle oh and other slept in the box room next door okay the next morning when i woke up i realized i was the only one in the bed <laughs> Then I heard giggling and groaning coming from the box room. Jesus. When I walked in, they were having another session, only I hadn't been invited. She called me in and asked me to join in, but I wasn't in the mood. But then I was confused and angry. <laughs> Imagine, just so calmly, just she just got one in the back. She had to just pull the dick out of her mouth and be like, oh, Greg, come, join in. <laughs> he he joined in. I mean, just sit down in the corner and watch. No, okay. Shrugs her shoulders, put the dick back in her mouth. Anyway, she called me in after she joined the day. Right. She can't see what she has done wrong and explained that she didn't want to wake me. Jesus. She said uh, they were only doing what they had done the night before. But if there was a major difference, I wasn't included. If there was a major difference, I wasn't included. And we promised that we would always share our kinks with each other. If she could do this, it made me wonder what else she has done behind my back.
Um, listen, uh, she got lost. She got lost in, in the source, the fun of the night. Um, I think you just forgive her, mate. I mean, this this is your bed you've made here. So, I, I yeah, I just, just forgive her. Just forgive her and try to enjoy life. All right? Okay, people, that's the end of the pod. I'm done. I'm done talking about these weirdos. <laughs> All right. And, uh, yeah, peace.